All right, it's party time. Welcome to another Thursday Off the Rails episode of the new improved Chad Prather Show. I, I'm just, uh, I don't know if it's new and improved. It's new because my schedule has changed a little bit and I've been breathing fire and there's a whole lot of my talking head giving you the stuff uh, all week long. Hope you like it. They call it the Chad Prather Show for a reason. Um, it's a whole lot of me. And everybody's been kind of re-reeing and asking where Sarah Gonzalez is. We don't know. She could be a mis- missing person at this point in time. But uh, our other favorite brown person is on the couch. <laughs> Jorge Ventura joins us. He's in the hot seat. How are you, buddy? It's going to be here, uh, Chad. And then, uh, you know, I'm just here to fill in the uh, Blaze TV diversity quota. No more browns for the rest of the month. None. None. There'll be <laughs> no the more. new month, yeah. So, There'll no, be. it's good to be back, Chad, uh, back in Dallas. It's always a lot of fun. And... Uh, the news never stops. The craziness never stops. You've been changing. You you uh you've changed gears and roles a little bit and moved on. You're what are we calling you now? An independent reporter. Independent in- reporter, all on me right now. Um, so you're you're out there flying by the seat of your pants. It's up to you to do it. Yeah, yeah. We actually just got back from Memphis not too long ago. We were in Memphis. What we thought was going to be some riots. We were prepared. Um, and that was after the the uh, the the verdict on the or the after the shooting yep. with uh, Tyree, right? With Tyree, so yeah, we were we were in the city of Memphis, um, and we were preparing for what we thought was going to be riots that night. It was actually pretty calm in Memphis, and then it actually got crazier in other cities, like in New York and Seattle, yeah. uh, in Portland. But uh, as you could tell, Chad, that that outrage is not there from 2020 no more. Um, what do you think? Why do you think that is? Like we saw the summer of love 2020 burning down the cities, and now it's like the Kind of like the fuse is kind of burned out. It's kind of fizzled. Yeah, you know, and actually a lot of, like, my reporter colleagues, they thought, like, the riots were going to come after Roe v. Wade. And, I, I mean, that one I, I didn't think at all. I'm like, these are white liberals. They're, just, they're not going to riot like that. Yeah. Um, and and we, we did see that. They just had, like, some pussyhead dolls and did some chants. Nothing crazy. Um, a lot of people think, there's this speculation, they think it's just because it's not an election year. It was a lot different in 2020 because Trump was in office. It wasn't Biden. I mean, at the same time in 2020, it was like so many things had to come together, right? It was it was the shutdowns. It was COVID. Um, a lot of the people that were actually causing like the riots and civil, and civil unrest, I mean, they were getting paid 800 bucks a week for unemployment. So they like a lot of people that I would see riding in Portland, you know, I would go to New York and they would be in New York or I'd go in Kenosha. Yeah. And they'd be in, in, in in Kenosha. So, um, yeah, I just think it's, it's a weird time now. You can't really write when you have to clock in at nine in the morning on Monday and stuff like that. So you think that's it? It was the stimulus checks and all of that. Yeah. They were getting paid. Were they being paid to protest? I would. I I mean, I, I, it's not being clear to being paid, but I mean, folks were making a ton of. I'm from California, so you were making unemployment, and then the state of California was giving people 600 bucks each week on top of that. So if you were from my state, writers, some people who like literally were just writing all summer were getting paid maybe 1,100 bucks a week, hmm. and they're flying around and, and just you know causing all this civil unrest. I mean, it does help that Kamala Harris was bailing out writers too during that time. Yeah. Um, but that outrage isn't isn't there anymore, and um, I was a bit surprised because like a lot of law enforcement kept telling me that hey, this video is worse than Ronnie King. This video is worse than Ronnie King and then and it was I, bad it was bad and then I mean we just had like maybe a protest in Memphis and then by the end of the night everyone is drinking beers and listening to blues down there um, so the turn outrage is isn't, isn't there and it's, it's already out of the news I mean mainstream media threw this one out the window because all the all the cops were black that committed the murder but yeah, that, that this story's out the window, and now you know the the Chinese what? balloon came in and filled that that dude. Cycle. That balloon just kind of erased everything, which we're going to talk about yeah. that. I don't want it to erase this conversation just yet. With those cops in that case, that was a bad deal. It was almost like it seemed like personal when I watched the right. video. It seemed like it was not. 
involving anything law enforcement. The police chief even came out and said, even to do that stop, there was no evidence of even him doing reckless driving. So I think that was very personal. It seemed kind of like, it just seemed really gangster. Like there was like some yeah. some type of something involved. And Like yeah, if they, I were like making that into a movie, these guys joined the police force so they could get their revenge on some guy or that's what, yeah. like a gang hit kind of thing, but it was behind a badge, which is... Because it was no. I These guys are idiots. It's like it's it's 2023. I mean, what do you? Th you have a body cam. I mean, you guys yeah. couldn't hire some like, like Italian mobster to take him out in the trunk and swim with the fishes like back in the 80s or something. I don't know. You know, like yeah. it was just these guys are idiots, dude. dude I, I mean, everything. that was a horrible. Like I hate to watch stuff like that. Oh, I mean, yeah. I hate Angry watching dude. people that are helpless getting beat and killed and. You know they had that um, the video of that 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 girl Chad was pretty girl brutal. The, that one was brutal. On I the bus, I couldn't finish that one. It. I think I watched like maybe five seconds of that video. Yeah, that's rough. I mean, I some very visceral responses pop up inside of my mind whenever I see stuff like that. But what's crazy about that story, and for those of you who missed it, so there was a story of of the little girl. She's what nine years old. She's a little white girl. A little and white girl. Yep. A couple of black boys just were beating ever living hell Railing out of her on the school her, bus, yeah. and and the reason. That's controversial because, again, it's not about the skin color. It, I mean, because kids do bad things to themselves. They bully each other. That's not a skin color issue. But the person that wrote the article about that posted a picture of a white kid beating up another white kid, like a white kid beating up a little girl in the article. Now, she, the author was black of this thing, and then she wrote a deal, and she used a stock picture of a white kid with his fist up like that over a little girl, and that was completely not the narrative. So that is when it starts to be like, okay, why are you hiding this? Exactly. And even CNN was running headlines uh, on the Mentis uh, cops saying it was white supremacy that led him to that. It's like that. I mean, I don't even know how you could even connect those dots right there. Um, so that, I mean... Once again, not surprised that, you know, media is doing this and it just creates like further division around, among people when we can't just like call out the truth for, for what it is. I know. Like one of the other issues that, that's like, that's been going like this, that's going really underreported. We can't talk about it. Um, a lot of Asians in New York City and San Francisco have been assaulted. They're getting beat up on the streets. And um, in San Francisco, they're not even posting the mugshots of, of the of the people who are doing the crimes because most of them are black teens mm. and it's like why do why why are we going around it like let's just face it let's talk about it and address the issue um same thing in new york city uh, a lot of like the jewish community is angered because you know they begin assaulted by mostly black teens i know it's uncomfortable to say that but it's the it's the truth and but we can't fake i don't is, know why we can't address it and, just, and i know that people's responses when they see clips of this show and us saying these things they say why has it got to be about color anyway why does it have to be about color? Because um, if this was white people doing this, oh, it'd be all over to brown oh. people. I mean, if this was a border patrol agent trying to round up a guy down there in Del Rio on a horseback, and you know his reins are flying out, and it looks like he's whipping the guy, some Haitian. Right. Yeah, that's it's he's got that guy's getting death threats, and he did get death threats. Uh, you know, they're going to pull the horses off of the border. They're going to do all these things because it was a white guy who was doing it to a brown person. So if you flip the script, that's all anybody talks about. Exactly. And you can't tell me that a lot of this stuff isn't racially motivated. For instance, uh, there was, um, I, I was perusing through Twitter and there was, you know, there was a Walmart fight that was going on. And again, it was a bunch of black women that were beating the hell out of each other. And then people make their stupid comments in the, in the deal, yep. in the, in the threads and uh, there were some black guys in there who said, you know, 
we're not scared of you anymore. You come at us. We're going to come at you. We're going to do all this kind. And it was like what he was saying was extremely racially motivated back in actually threatening violence on Twitter. And I'm like, it's amazing to me that, um, like they say, blacks can't be racist, right? Because they're the minority until something like this Tyree thing happens. And then they accuse those black cops of being engaging in white supremacy. So you can be racist against your own race if you're black, but you can't be racist if you're black and you have something to say about somebody with a lighter skin color. And it always ties back to white supremacy. Like even with the uh, Del Rio with the Border Patrol and the Haitians, like people forget like the majority of Border Patrol is actually Hispanic. Yeah. They're not white guys out there patrolling the border. Like these are people that yeah. actually like live in South That's Texas true. and they're actually Latino. Like the majority are are are, are actually Hispanic. So even like even that narrative just fell apart. But now they're now they're saying that like Hispanics could be uh, like white supremacists now and stuff like that. I was getting a, I was getting called white supremacists when I started doing my early coverage of the Black Lives Matter rights back in 2020. Yeah. And people, you know, would, would start attacking me. And for me, I would just I mean, I just use comedy. I'd just be like, you know, I don't know any white supremacists whose first name is Jorge. Right. You know? like, so it's just uh, you just got to laugh at it. It's ridiculous. Sarah Gonzalez is always good about uh, Stephen. What's she's that a great phrase? Show, yeah. What's that phrase? Her husband just walked through the studio. What's that phrase Sarah uses where she's like she's passive or What's that phrase she uses? Have you heard her say that? Where she's like passively Hispanic? And, or she's passable white? White, white, passing, white passing. White passing. White passing. She like said that. that last week, and I said, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what does that mean? And it means she could pass for being white. Yeah. Right? She might. She might. Yeah. I mean, I... I, See, I'm, like, I'm in this weird spot. So many terminology, dude. See, Chad, I could kind of pass depending on address, but then there's other days I, I look like I just crossed the border, you know, like I just came in from. And I've been with you when you're drunk, man. I see what comes out of you. <laughs> yeah. It's very south of the border, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. We drink the, when we drink tequila, we we, we get the it gets we get real the right barrio, now. dude. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had better tequila, but I also wish we had better guests. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's what he. That's, I mean, you so know, you guys, yeah, you guys you're brought, not Gavin McInnes, but whatever. You guys bring on the brown guy just to roast him, huh? <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Just. Look, we got diversity quotas to meet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you go, dude. I'm still carrying over from that uh, State of the Union roast on Tuesday night. <laughs> diversity um, quotas to meet. Jorge, I love you, man. You're one of my best buds, and and I love it when you're around. You're making some changes. You're gonna be moving. I don't know if you want to talk about any of that stuff, but uh, yeah, I, you know. Sometimes I look at you and I'm like, are you homeless, dude? Because you're never anywhere. Homeless, man. You're always sitting. You're always in traveling, going to and where it, the next it, drama is. And when I'm is. dating chicks, they're like, where, you know, can you take me back to your place? And I'm just like, yeah. You know, I live you ain't on the got streets, a place to baby. Take yeah, yeah. I'm like, we're going back to your place. Um, you need a tour bus. No, but no, that is true. I'm making a big change. I'll be making an announcement in about a week or so. So we're getting closer. Um, it's going to be a great move uh, for people who love my work. It's going to be awesome because it's taking my work and putting it more on a national level. It'll be on TV and we'll be yeah. breaking, working big stories, um, doing a lot of fentanyl on communities. We're so, we're so worried about the Mexican cartel activity in California with illegal marijuana operation. That's actually starting to make it in the news finally more. About a month ago, there was a family that got executed um, um, oh, wow. got executed by these cartels and then finally started making national news. So we're trying to bring that, that reporting in. As you know, Chad, in this business, the, the, the media always changes, the news always changes, you always have to adapt. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and um, I'm pretty pretty excited to, to, to make the move, do something yeah. different, and just continue Moves growing. Good. Yeah. 
Moves yeah. are good. Moves are good. So I like changes. I feel like I'm a good Cha- spot. Yeah, changes yeah. are always challenging, but the challenging is good. It means you're growing. So yeah, and I'm in my 20s, so I'm supposed to like you know any man in her 20s do all the changes now, all the disruption, make all those moves. So then by the time 30, 40, you're kind of chilling back and and you know kind of glad that you already took the big risk already. Yeah. So. So you, I guess the risk. last time I saw you is when you did. Uh, we were asking. You were talking about that yesterday about when. When's the last time we saw each other? We were talking about the midterms. And I think the last time we saw each other was when you were doing the um, the um, Fox News hit down in Houston. Yeah, with, we were. Uh, yeah, we were doing a lot of the Laura coverage. That was about. Um, you know, there's there's this huge political shift with Latinos in South Texas moving to the right, and so we yeah. went down there and just told that those stories. That's is actually really that, happening. That's happening, and, and I mean, you could just see it by uh, Monica De La Cruz actually picked up, a, who's a Republican, picked up a seat that um, they've never been able to flip. Um, yeah. Republican, and she was a Latina who did who did that. And a lot of things that are pushing the Latinos is obviously first is going to be the economy. So most of Latinos working class people. So the economy is pushing them with inflation. Them have to, to work multiple jobs. A lot of their small businesses are struggling. The other issue now um, that is really getting traction is the culture issues and social. What I mean by that is I was talking to some Hispanic families and that they were telling me that that the shift on the left from the trans rights and kind of moving away from the church has been a huge turnoff to, to those communities. So one yeah. thing that I try to remind a lot of like my white conservative friends when I speak to them, I say, you know, the Latinos are very socially conservative to the point where like, I would say that white conservatives have already gave up. I don't want to say the word gave up, but like they've already let the boat go on gay marriage, right? Like they're not going to fight it. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. But if you speak to Latinos about gay marriage, the majority don't even agree with gay marriage. So right. what I mean by this, what I'm bringing this up is if you have a population that doesn't agree with gay marriage, what do you think that population is going to react when you try to tell, the, tell them that their kids are trans and stuff? Yeah. So it's a huge, huge yeah. turnoff. A lot of Latinos, people don't know, a lot of Latinos led uh, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin's victory with the whole CRT. They were very upset about that. So it's pretty interesting stuff, Chad. And I think a lot of working class people, whether white, Chinese, um, black, whatever, they're coming together on these issues saying, wait a minute, like, on, uh, you know, this whole trans movement, is, it's going way too quick. Yeah, you go um, in there and tell grandma about turning trans and she pulled oh, that, yeah. pull that like, shoe off and beat your ass. Exactly. And a lot of Latinos, like, you don't play with them. You know, they'll, they'll get the chancla, man, and, and start beating you with it. <laughs> and they're so, amazingly accurate out to, like, 30 yards. They can throw yeah. that thing. A lot of Hispanic moms are, for some reason, they, they turn into Tom Brady when they have the chancla in their arm. <laughs> <laughs> they could have played NFL quarterback somewhere. If they it's put the tortillas, man. It puts yeah. a little weight on that ass, gives them a little weight shift, and they can sling it. I love that. Yeah, so... Hey, don't go anywhere. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the news of the week. Um, I want your perspective on it. Before we go, though, um, I tell you what, stuff's crazy, man. I, I've been, I've been really just heartbroken over this, this, the earthquakes and stuff like that in Turkey and Syria, Jordan. I mean, that's that's horrible. You see the images of that stuff, and I mean, them pulling people out. I saw this crazy video of this lady was she was having a baby when the building fell. They were able to get yep. the baby, but she died. They delivered the baby, and it's just crazy. Crazy. We live in a we live in an uncertain world, man. And uh, the institutions that you used to trust in this country, they're falling apart. Nobody trusts in that anymore. And we all know it's happening. So I want you to prepare. Prepare for the absolute worst and don't put it off. You do not have the time to do that. So go to mypatriotsupply.com. They got a new lower price on their popular three-month emergency food kit. You need a kit for every member of your family. Uh, have it on hand for the coming months. The supply chains are going to break down. And if, you, if all you have is a week's worth of food in your pantry, you're going to wish you'd grab this food ahead of time. So save the money now. I know money's tight. But we're going to save you $200 on each kit. It's going to give you the breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, all that kind of stuff. 
mypatriotsupply.com. You just go there. It's going to build in the discount, and uh, you're going to get everything you need. Like I said, get a kit for every member of your family. Go to mypatriotsupply.com. Save the $200. Act now. You won't regret it. Mypatriotsupply.com. We'll be right back. All right, let's let's take a look. Let's take a look back at the week. We had the Chinese balloon that they shot down after it went all the way across the country. <laughs> and, you know, they want to say, "Oh, that happened under Trump too." Hey, what what is it that no matter what, no matter what you say about the current administration, they got to bring Trump back into it, dude? It's they have to, man. I mean, they got nothing. They can't just say, "Okay, look." We effed up. And the federal government got bamboozled by little local media in Billings, Montana. They try to hide it from the public. So yeah. shout out to that local media in Billings, man. Yeah. Great work. Great work. It's like you said about the cops with the Tyree case. Everybody's got a camera now. Yep. Everybody can report something in some way. I mean, Lord, you've made a career out of going just we, going to where the action is. Exactly. I mean, a Montana grandma could have got that story. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, you know what? I keep thinking the federal government should have just said, yeah, uh, it's UFOs. It's just UFOs. Oh, that great. We, it's true. We've we finally been invaded by UFOs. Everybody's been like, see, I mean, we told I y'all. That's what they're going to drop is the ultimate distraction. It's going to be like, hey, guys, aliens are real. Forget the price of gas. <laughs> I mean, that that would be like it from then on out. Yeah. I mean, that's all anybody would talk about. Oh, they, they know. Look, this is one of my areas of expertise. They they know where the aliens are. We got craft. We have anti-gravity technology. Look at that. Blaze, you got it's an all coming expert. soon enough. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get Nikola Tesla's old patents. They're going to pull everything out to try and fix this. Yeah, that's, I'm telling you, uh, we get Brand, we pull Brandon's string and it's on. He, he's going <laughs> to spill it all. I can get in on this. This is uh, something I hold. This is one of the few things I care about is the government's hiding all the cool stuff. Yeah, and I have no problem believing any of that. Yeah. I don't know why they're hiding it. I guess I guess to keep some semblance of normalcy out there. Yeah, they have to. They have to. They couldn't let the masses know everything. Yeah, there, there it is. The Chad Braith show. We believe in oh. aliens. <laughs> um, something's going on out there. Something's I, happening. Hopefully, we could use a twist. It's getting a little stale. You think well, China knows about the aliens? Rough. What's that? Does, does China? You think China knows about the aliens? I don't know. You know, that's that's good. That's a good uh, question. Would, but do well, a, would aliens have our eyes or the Chinese eyes? Well, so. Well, that that's, depends that's on the answer. There's many, there's many different variety, but uh, as the story goes, it was uh, shortly before JFK was installed that they met with Eisenhower to make an agreement that we would give them basically people in exchange for technology. And thus like we Eisenhower. got fiber optic cables and Velcro. Okay, well, I mean, that could be the biggest thing that came out of the Eisenhower administration. Maybe. Alien Velcro. I, I'm convinced. Hey, Eisenhower is very long. based, dude. Remember, remember his last speech. He was talking about the military-industrial complex. He let he literally let us know, say, "Hey, don't fall into the forever world, for, uh, wherever, uh, forever uh, wars." And then the Middle East happened, and then my boy Isaac's not here to to guide us, man. So, yeah, yeah, it happened. Well, but uh, you know, who knows? It could all be being handled by the aliens. What was the other technology you said that came from the aliens? Uh, fiber optic cables. Okay, fiber optic cables. Out of, yeah. all, uh, out of all the, it's that one, dude. There's really? there's a lot of. What they actually gave us, yeah, it's fiber optic cables, Velcro, and then the other the stuff gem? they don't want to let us know yet because it would, it would basically make fossil fuels irrelevant. And this is connected to the pyramids? I don't know, man. You ever talked about that? Pyramids 
that's legit right there. So the pyramids were, there's a few theories. One of them was that the pyramids were actually uh, power generators. So they were creating like a crude form of electricity back then with now we're going underwater into the dams hole, and hydro systems. All right. <laughs> Alex ain't the only one here who can get weird. I can get no, weird. I got it. it. But, I mean, you look at those pyramids. I, I don't know how to explain those things. Those giant-ass rocks. And, I mean, you can't slide a credit card through some of them. They're... Oh, no one does. That was why uh, Graham Hancock's Netflix show was great because he kind of yeah. went into that. And, like, clearly they're using something else. We didn't just And those things are pouring hundreds stones. of miles from where they ended up. Yeah. Which my thing there is I'm like, you know, I don't watch those documentaries like that because I already got enough stuff I can't explain, like, Where's a clitoris? You know, <laughs> stuff like that. I'm just kidding. I know exactly where that's at. <laughs> that should be your next documentary, Chad. You can't slide a credit card through that either. <laughs> <laughs> I love watching a brown person turn red. <laughs> <laughs> just want to see if you boys were awake. You want to talk about alien life form? Yeah. <laughs> Getting probed. All right. And uh, also, our uh, our favorite um, uh, astronaut narrator, um, Kamala Harris. She had this to say when uh, she made some announcements about Central America investments. Play that clip. The second announcement I am pleased to make today is the launch of a new phase of our public-private partnership, which we have named Central America Forward. This includes a new series of U.S. government commitments to complement and support the investments from the private sector. Specifically, one, we will facilitate infrastructure projects in the northern area of Central America. For example, we will help to identify clean energy projects, something that we're excited about around the world, but in this particular region where we know we can have great impact. All right. So we're going to South America. We're going to build up some infrastructure there. Um, that's exciting. I mean, She has to be the most boring VP in U.S. history. She's entertaining, if, albeit frightening, because she's just so dumb, right? And, yeah, there's nothing there. Like, she has to smoke, like, two joints before oh, every interview. She's because loaded, she just bro. laughs at every question. Yeah, she is loaded. No question about it. She is phased. I mean, that... She's... I, and then she... I mean, Kamala's the only person who is more unpopular than Joe Biden right now. Yeah. Can you believe that, Chad? They had to do it that way. They had to do it that way. I mean, it's just like Joe Biden had to be more unpopular than Barack Obama. Yeah. Oh, so that's, they, yeah. But that's to, come up, to find someone that they, like, they knew that a trained monkey had as much sense as Joe Biden. But they knew he was electable. He wasn't, he wasn't so radically out there. Yep. What they knew with Joe Biden was if we could just get him in the Oval Office, we'll radicalize him there right he's old joe he's racist joe pedo joe um you know pedo peter they they knew all these things about joe but they knew that he's been in washington long a time long time it's just like you served on the board at the country club long enough now it was your turn to be the chairman mm -hmm. and so they knew that they could install him and once he was in there they knew of his, his senile decline he's and they knew they could control, control him. man he's just on cruise control um they're trying to prop up Kamala as maybe replace him. I don't think so. If I'm a betting no. man, I think they're, they're um, everything is pointing at Governor Gavin Newsom is going to yeah. be the guy, I think. Uh, but Kamala, actually, New York Times just even came out with a piece two days ago. Like, she has just 
not found her way in the White House. She hasn't accomplished anything. She was tasked as a border czar, has failed there, and has just basically has been a complete empty vessel yeah. as a VP. Even when she was running, she was always she would always flip flop her stance. She she first took the Bernie approach of like Medicare for all and try to be a progressive, and then she flip flopped. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 no surprising that I mean she has literally has. I think has probably the most least effective VP that we we've, we've had. I can't remember. Yeah, I another mean, one who could top it. Ridiculous. Um, and then of course she's like at least Dick Cheney took a bullet. Is he, <laughs> he shot some people. Yeah. At least he shot some people. <laughs> at least he shot his buddy in the face. I think that guy actually just like died either yesterday or the day before. Well, that's good timing. Funny enough. I know, okay, yeah. I didn't even know yeah. that. We didn't even... <laughs> you know, I'm full of odd facts here. I read. But at least news. he's fun. Yeah. Like at least Dick Cheney made the news. He's fun. He's a you know. Um, but he's not, a warmonger. He's a war. I mean, Joe Biden a, was a better v- VP under Obama than Kamala right now. Is uh, no VP. doubt about it. Yeah, because at least no. he was completing his sentences back well, then. Well, he was out there making business deals with China and Ukraine. There using his son <laughs> yeah, and his brother. He was, out, he was out there making deals. He was setting up that Biden dynasty. Um, but she's talking about building the infrastructure in South America, and it's like, um, well. Um, None of that makes any sense when you know we're struggling here in the way that we are. But again, we're we're going to take care of the rest of the world. And like you brought up, she was tasked with going to the border, being the border czar. And like if the president tasked me with something, whoever that president is, and says, "Okay, you're the vice president. Really want you to handle this." I would at least go. Oh yeah. I would go down and visit. <laughs> You know, that's like saying, hey, you got a new job with this Fortune 500 company. We got you a corner office and we really want you to be in there and tackle some issues, come up with some ideas. I would at least visit the office. At least visit the office. You know, go in there and wax the ficus tree or something. You might be a little tipsy, Chet, but you at least visit the office. (laughs) I'm going in. (laughs) I will have a wet bar. She doesn't even show up. Yeah, I'll be like an episode of Mad Men. I'll go in there, walk right in the office, pour myself a drink out of the decanter and, you know, bullshit with everybody, smoke a cigarette and... Look out the window. She won't even go. And I remember uh, NBC News Lester Holder's like interviewing, like, have you, have you, are you going to the border? And she goes, well, I haven't been to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> well, you weren't tasked with <laughs> yeah, being you the European czar. <laughs> yeah. You weren't, you weren't supposed to stop the Europeans from this issue. You were supposed to deal with the border. So, I don't and, know, al- and also, too, Chad, like even Hollywood, right? We just had like the Grammys. Like, we, last time I checked the Grammys they didn't have this moment of like hey everyone we're gonna have the moment of silence for all the kids and the border uh, that are getting lost in a system or being trapped none of that like all that virtual scene is like completely out the way just cause like they're guys in right now yeah they're gonna say like everything's okay yeah and one out of every three kids coming but, across the border getting lost into the interior of the United States no, for, and they can't track those kids yeah it's and then they'll do speeches for Ukraine like every other you yeah. know uh, person who wins an award but I mean no one mentions mentions the border so just another Another fake virtual signaling thing you got to call out. All right, how can people support you? At OnlyFans, Brown Guy Six Nine. <laughs> um, <laughs> the best place is always guys social media. Um, Instagram at uh, Jorge Ventura Media. Twitter as well, Ventura Report. We're posting everything, breaking news. Like I said, we were in Memphis, so you would have saw all of our ground uh, reporting in Memphis. We'll be back on the ground really, really soon, as soon as we finalize some some details and uh, covering fentanyl, the border cartels. All, I mean, all types of stuff. The news never stops, Chad. You know that. Yeah, no, it's you got your work cut out for you, buddy. So and uh, follow him on social media, and as you do uh, every now and then, there's an opportunity for you to support him financially, and I encourage you to do that because uh, helps him get up and down the road. And, Yes, sir. A lot yes, of the stuff that's getting exposed is 
because of Jorge, specifically because of Jorge, not just guys like Jorge, but because of Jorge. So yes, anyway, appreciate you, brother. Yeah, appreciate and uh, you. you guys hear, hear you guys a diversity quota, so that's what I'm here for. So yeah, that, that's that, why that, we only kept you for half. That's the show. out the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, we literally got down to the wire yeah. on this. And, so uh, just watch for the rest of the month. Huh, we're, we're, we're actually going to wind up 30 seconds over. Um, <laughs> hey guys, take care of your liver, like me and Jorge. Now more than ever, you need to do that. Why? Because the latest data from the American Heart Association indicates that adults with a fatty liver, and that's that's you. Uh, you're three and a half times more likely to have heart failure than those who don't have it. But trust me, it's you. The American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans right now have a fatty liver, which means many people are at risk. We throw everything at our livers, cholesterol, alcohol, toxins, Tylenol, the the statins that are, you know, the cigarettes, all the nasty stuff. So uh, that's why you have a sluggish fatty liver. It makes you gain weight, makes you lose energy. And for decades now, your liver has helped you with over 500 key functions every single day. So why don't you help your liver? There's a solution. I take it every day. Liver health formula. All natural supplement, which contains 12 cl clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. It's manufactured right here in the USA. It's approved by American doctors. And you could try liver health formula and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you're going to receive a free bottle of nanopowered omega-3 to help keep your heart healthy you're going to get free uh four free ebooks to support every aspect of your health and you're going to try liver health formula by going to get liverhelp.com slash chad and you're going to claim your five free bonus gifts that's get liverhelp.com slash chad we'll be right back Oh, hello, kids. You're you're still there. Uh, well, why don't we take an opportunity to wax eloquent and uh, let me just just see if I can run your mind through this little sponge here. I got a question for you. Did you ever think? Uh, did you ever once think back in the day when you were growing up that the dumbest policies ever enacted would come from the bureaucratic bowels of our neighbors to the north? Canada has lost their mind, guys. Uh, if you had Canada on your bingo card for the third decade of the 21st century, then you are a prophetic genius. Um, I, I didn't predict this at all, but it's happening. Let me prove it to you with the following story, which would be funny if it weren't so just so dadgum sad. I, of course, um, I, I'm a guy that, you know, as a self-proclaimed theistic barbarian these days, I want to attempt to to just just blow your brains wide open. Okay. Halton District School Board in Ontario, they recently put out a notice encouraging students to wear a sweater on February 2nd because the schools plan to turn down their thermostats by two degrees in order to fight, <laughs> you guessed it, climate change. Oh, and it gets better. February 2nd was chosen because that is, and I shit you not, National Sweater Day. Canada has a National Sweater Day. Uh, this, dear friends and neighbors, is a day wherein the World Wildlife Foundation asks all Canadians to turn down their thermostats at home, at school, and at work. It goes further still. The school district encouraged kids to walk to school on that day rather than taking a ride in an evil climate-changing car. And hey, kids, you'd better be wearing that sweater on the way because this year the temperature was 16 degrees, which with the wind chill felt about like three and by the way should you need any further reason to shake your head in disbelief and thank god above that you weren't born in canada listen if the halton school district 
Uh, if that board sounds familiar to you, it might be because of a story we covered on this show that took place earlier uh, last year. Remember the woodshop teacher who decided that not only he was female, but that he would also attach breasts to himself the size of beach balls? Yeah, that's the same <laughs> school district. It's a small world, unless you live inside one of those titties, I guess. Now, listen, folks, this climate change nonsense, and it's nonsense. It's gotten so far out of control, it's almost beyond repair. The collective stratification of critical thinking, the impressive silo effect that separates the wheat of curiosity and learning from the chaff of determination to know that what we're thinking and doing is right is frankly mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. A mere couple of months ago, mankind achieved, for the first time in its history, the ability to fuse atoms together in a way that will, in a very short order, create nearly limitless clean energy from next to nothing. That fact alone should have rocked the very foundations of all climate advocacy thinking. Every global warming hawk in the world should have fallen to their knees to think whatever God they pray to that an answer to all their fears has finally arrived and merely needs tweaking to reach its potential. But instead, 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 we have Canadian schools encouraging students to develop a nice healthy case of frostbite, all in the service of some lofty and damn near mythical constantly moving horizon. If the parallel isn't clear to you, let me spell it out here. You know how socialists and communists always end up falling flat on their face because the ideological substructure that holds up their beliefs is based on a notion of a utopia that will never come but must always be striven for. The same principle applies to the chicken littles of the world who run amok in fear of climate change. Like the Joker comparing himself to a dog chasing a car, they, they wouldn't know what to do with a solution if they actually caught up with one. Shakespeare might say that the fear is in the final analysis in and of itself the thing folks we we uh this that's why i tell you mark like during the break i'm like turn the air on turn the air (laughs) on in the studio let's keep it going up in here uh my buddy um my bear my buddy uh larry alex taunt and i want to get him on the show he's in rome right now and i told him i was going to talk about this on the show on monday didn't get around to it and uh, he was in rome and he, he sent out a very specific tweet thread and it was really, it was really profound. Uh, he did some great research on this thing, and um, he's been on this show before. I want to have him back on when he gets back. But he's got, uh, he says, uh, he talks about Romans one eighteen through thirty two in the New Testament. He said, "There's a pattern to sexual degeneracy, and a society that rejects God will inev- inevitably follow it." He says it spirals downward in three stages. He said, "One is the worship of nature." Two is homosexuality, and three is a debased mind. And again, that's according to the Apostle Paul's argument. Uh, you can dismiss it as you as you want, but uh, it's kind of a blueprint for depravity once society severs its ties with the absolute and people unrestrainedly indulge in their sexual appetites. Uh, he says society crosses over into sexual perversion, uh, which, as the Apostle Paul says, is contrary to nature. And... Uh, Pretty interesting. If you go to my Twitter page, at WatchChad, you'll see some pretty good stuff. But it's interesting that, based on what I just said with this Canadian thing of turning the temperature down two degrees and making everybody walk to school, we've seen that pattern where that first step is is the worship of nature. And that's what this climate change thing really is. And, and not only that, they've found a way to make people worship nature so that it is profitable 
to the world's elites who are greatly espousing this. So the Bill Gates of the world, the Al Gores of the world, all of these guys who fly on their private jets, get off and, you know, give their little speeches about climate change. And they're making billions of dollars off of this, you know, this nefarious agenda to, quote, save the world by controlling the climate. And listen, this earth, we've said it many times, will shake you off just as fast as you were born on it. And when they're done with you, they're going to be done with you. And this is the life we have. I, I understand, you know, maybe we've, you know, as my buddy Dennis Miller has said, you know, when you go back to what, you know, 1919 to now, maybe the uh, temperature has raised you know, a degree globally, but I don't think in 1919 they really had a stranglehold on the concept of Fahrenheit, right? So so we've built this whole worship of nature, uh, you know, mother nature, and we, we, again, since we're alluding to the New Testament, and I'm a theistic uh, barbarian, uh, the <laughs> Apostle Paul talks about that the creation groans, longing for the revelation of the sons of God. In other words, the earth is groaning. It, it's doing all of these things. It changes everything from its seasons to its earthquakes to its disasters to its patterns. It's the ebb and flow of the tides, the, the spinning of the planets, the orbits, all of these things. All of this is, is a crying out, waiting on us to become who we're created to be. And until that happens, there's going to be these groanings, and we're going to see the signs in the weather and in the atmosphere, and yay, even in the climate. Does the climate change? Of course it does. It always has, because again, there's a pattern to that. We live in a fallen world, and, and by fallen nature, we're the ones who pervert the designer who is God, who created all of this stuff, and we exchange it to worship the creation, and that's exactly what it is. And then when you add in the idea that you can actually profit from it, well, then you got to wear your sweater to school because they're going to turn the thermostat down. Uh, <laughs> and, and they're going to believe that you, you of all people, if you didn't wear that sweater and walk to school, you really should feel guilty. All of you minions out there, all you peasants, you know, you need to have the solar panels out there and the windmill farms. You need to have all of these things operating off of solar and electric. And if you, my friend, you, my friend, are not driving a battery-powered automobile, then you really should feel guilty. And by the way, Joe Biden, now has, he's got a... He's got a rebate of seventy five hundred dollars if you buy, if you buy an electric car. Now you're going to spend a hundred thousand dollars on the car, <laughs> and they're going to mark it up seventy five hundred dollars. But you'll get that seventy five hundred dollars back. So don't you worry about that. And by the way, if one of those twenty five thousand dollar batteries goes out, well, you can use that seventy five hundred dollar rebate to buy a third of a battery. So good luck with all of that <laughs> stuff. And the people who win in the end are the ones who are creating the virus in order to create the cure and you're the one who has to pay for it mm, okay hang tight tighten up your sweater we'll be right back all right all right all right all right all right you see where joe biden was uh, earlier this week he was he was bragging about shooting down that balloon. <laughs> if you if, if you got that clip over there, Mark, yeah, uh, play that thing if you got it. On Wednesday, when I was briefed on the balloon, I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided, without doing damage to anyone on on the ground, they decided that the best time to do that was it got over water outside within our within twelve mile limit. They successfully took it down. 
He's like Walter, that puppet. He looks yeah. like Jeff Dunham's puppet, Walter. Uh, he really, uh, an, a worse version of that puppet. <laughs> he looks like Walter's dying. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Walter is at least as a puppet robust. It's also very hard to take them seriously when they keep talking about balloons. <laughs> it just, it sounds silly for a piece of spy equipment. Well, you know, to be fair, to be fair, he thought it was the one that was tied to his wrist while he went to the party. He was probably mad they blew it up. He thought he, he was trying to chase it down. Yeah, he's like, you know, cried when he learned it floated off. They probably gave it to him for the State of the Union. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the uh, I, I know what I want to get to. I want to go back to Joe Scarborough, um, where he said he was tired of the GOP trashing America and troops. This Glenn had a great commentary on this earlier this week. Uh, play that clip real quick. It's uniquely American. It's why the Ukrainians have shocked the world. It's why there's 200,000 Russian casualties because of Ukrainian courage, Ukrainian persistence. But yes. American weapons, American know-how, and American training. Listen, our troops are the best in the world. They're the best they've ever been. And I'm sick and tired of Republicans trashing the United States of America. And I'm sick and tired of their trashing our men and women in uniform, suggesting we're in decline. (laughs) Well, Joe, you know that's not true. You simply know that's not true. I promise you, you you follow me around this nation and and go with me to all the places that I go visiting with our, our men and women in active duty military, visiting with veterans, uh, the the appearances that I make at VFW halls, going around talking about, you know, giving honor to the people that put on a uniform with the willingness to serve and sacrifice and give their lives uh, it, for our liberty. It, there's people out there who have heard me say it so many times they can repeat it as I'm saying it when I'm out there on a stage in front of a live audience, there's nobody that gives more in terms of of just credence and credit to our, our American military than the conservatives that I know. In fact, whenever you guys are on Instagram or whatever social media you are and you see a coffee company that's veteran owned or you see a t-shirt company that's veteran owned or you see some company out there that's raising money for veteran suicide or any of these kind of things if it's a supplement company if they're going to have a march for this or that and they're going to go out and have a ruck and raise money for you know uh, veteran suicide and awareness and all these things they're going to take these guys through PTS counseling you automatically freaking assume every time when you see that guy with his pew pew stick or his long beard and his tattoos and his muscles out there and he's out there on the range and they're promoting their products you always automatically assume they're conservatives (laughs) every time you automatically every freaking time you think oh there's a trump supporter right there because they, they, they just look like they're Trump supporters. They're warmongers right there. They're, they're the ones. Uh, no, you, you will not find anybody else. Let me tell you something. We don't always agree with the bureaucracy that puts our men and women in harm's way. We don't believe in endless wars. Our eyes have truly been opened in the last 23 years to a lot of nefarious things that the federal government has done to put our men and women in harm's way than where they never should have been uh, in certain foreign lines. But you know what? We still have supported them to the, to the nth degree. And when you sit there and make an argument where you try to compare us criticizing American men and women in uniform by the sheer fact that we criticize 
sending hundreds of billions of dollars and giving our weaponry over to Ukraine when you got Vladimir Zelensky, we're basically paying for his coke habit and, and you know, whatever human trafficking and money laundering that has historically gone on in, the, in one of the most corrupt countries. And I'm not talking about the Ukrainian people. We have to qualify that because you assholes out there will make that accusation because you're not critical thinkers. We're talking about the people that are in power who are taking that money and using it for nefarious means. They're not going to give an audit. They're not going to give an account for where that money or how that money is spent they're not going to do that because they can't they won't and our federal government's not going to ask them to do it because you know what we've laundered money for so long and Vladimir Zelensky you don't I don't care what you say he's got the goods on people in Washington DC and that's why we got to bend over and kiss his dick so that <laughs> it's just a simple fact folks and you say oh are you pro Putin I'm not pro anybody over there I'm pro America people say oh you're a nationalist yeah if that's what you want to call me I believe that my priorities lie within the borders of the United States of America and some of y'all's borders are getting so weird because y'all done got crazy that some of those borders need to be clipped off anyway and I'm becoming a full-blown secessionist at this point and saying hey why don't we call it the Republic of Texas once again and you weirdos can go out there and butt fuck each other and circle jerk all <laughs> your way all the way to hell enjoying sam smith music at the grammys how's that <laughs> how's love that it. love it and we'll annex austin out y'all can have that too bunch of weirdos <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you're so mean oh, yeah i am because i'm sick to death of wide-eyed progressive weird-ass theories out there parading themselves around not as just ideologies but as political narratives that are controlling everybody's lives and we're in debt we're broke people are working three and four jobs while joe biden denies inflation it's insane gonna get up there on tuesday night and tell us that our country's in good shape underneath his administration and leadership and oversight that's nonsense. We're being lied to, folks. Well, you know we're being lied to. So until we decide as free men and women to take the reins back and say, no, we're going to hold you accountable, well, we're going to continue to have our necks under the boot of the federal government. They're tyrants. They are. And, and you say, well, I can't believe you're seditious and traitorous talking about things like secession. It is my constitutional right and duty to have that conversation. And if I don't, I'm not being faithful to the Constitution of the United States of America. So, Joe Scarborough, you can stick that in your pipe and smoke it all day long, bro. If you think that's me criticizing the American military, you got another thing coming, buddy. I promise you, there ain't nobody out there supporting the American military man and woman. The people in uniform and our veterans and hats off to them. God bless them. Ain't nobody doing it more than me and people like me. And I don't find anybody out there burning their cities down, giving any credence, credit to the American man in our Army, our Air Force, our Navy, our Marines, our Coast Guard, or in Space Force. So how's that? How's that? Truly. Joe Scarborough. <laughs> We'll be right back. All right, the weekend is upon us. Uh, nothing left to do here except do a little overtime, which we're going to record. Uh, and you're going to get that on Blaze TV. When you subscribe to blazetv.com slash Chad and you use promo code Chad and save 10 bucks on an annual subscription and you won't miss out on anything we're doing. Like we had our special on uh, Tuesday night, our State of the Union roast. And uh, it's so easy when you can just go to Blaze TV and watch all of our programming on there. We're growing. I hope you guys are paying attention and watching uh, the new content that's coming from uh, Alex Stein. His new show debuted on Wednesday, primetime, 
with Alex Stein and uh, support Alex. And let's let's just continue to grow independent broadcasting, specifically here at the Blaze, because you know we um, we might be a little crazy sometimes, but we sure are fun. We are fun. <laughs> And um, so thanks to Mark. Thanks to Brandon for a great week of shows. And I want to say, I hope I get to see you out on the road. Go to chadpratherlive.com and find me. We're headed to Waco, Texas tomorrow night and going to be at the Hippodrome. And you can get your tickets at chadpratherlive.com. Going to be at the Mule Barn, Justin, Texas. And don't forget to support realwomensclub.com. We're, we're doing some great things, letting women be women again with a strong messaging there. Because I believe women are under attack more than anyone else right now in america uh real women are under attack and so head over to realwomensclub.com and don't forget to go to chadonblaze.com and shop for your chad prather show merch use promo code chad 20 and save 20 percent off everything no matter who you buy from even if it's some steve dace crap okay have a great weekend we'll see you at overtime love you god bless you bye